Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for some comics as we are talking Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is Kevin Miller. How are you, Kevin? Hey, not too bad. <laughs> All right, good to have you back. Yet another Marvel movie in the books. Spoiler alert from this time going forward. If you have not seen Multiverse of Madness, pause this uh, podcast and then come back when you have. Uh, so that friendly neighborhood spoiler warning on this one, but here we go from now on out with spoilers and editors, uh, note, if I sound a bit more echoey on this particular podcast and a few going forward, uh, I am recording from my basement now, my newly furnished basement, but, uh, it's a lot of empty space in here right now. So, and I haven't had a chance to kind of dampen the sound. So it is what it is. Uh, but we're just going to push forward for, for the foreseeable, uh, next couple of pods. Um, all right, here we go. Sam Raimi, who brought the Raimi in this movie, uh, I will say that. Yeah, I mean, that's Abs- really all I have to say. <laughs> absolutely brought the Raimi in this movie. I, I, I overall, let's, I mean, my, my overarching scope of this movie, Kevin, I think is, it's, the visuals in this movie are gorgeous. Some of the best fight sequences we've had, probably the best music we've had. Yep. Since Black Panther, and it might be between Black Panther and this one for... I was going to say Black Panther's the other standout for me. Yeah, yep. for 1-2. Uh, that said, plot-wise and character arc-wise, not great. Not great in this one. Yeah, I, I would say that if I had to compare this to anything, it's like a, a, like a Universal Studios ride. Where the there's meaning. a lot of like set pieces that you go through, and there's a lot of great visuals and and stuff like that, but like it's just a wild ride from start to finish, and it's exciting, <laughs> but not a whole lot of uh, uh, substance, I would say. Like, yeah, definitely enjoyed all the set pieces, <laughs> like you said, a lot of good fight choreography, a lot of good music, but uh, and 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 great visuals, uh, and and Ramyisms out the wazoo. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know if there was so much a plot there as a lot of contrivances. Um, I still really found a lot to enjoy, so don't get me wrong. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it, it gets off the hop, like, like the movie is like right off the hop. Like, absolutely. Yep. You start in medias res, uh, Sochi Gomez is running for her life as America Chavez, who, like... Her portrayal is fine. They don't really give her a lot to do. It's kind of a nothing. They do they do really ultimately nothing with the character. The visuals for when she opens up portals and stuff are absolutely gorgeous. I love that. I hope they keep oh, yes. that going. Love but that effect. They make her the MacGuffin. She doesn't really have any character motivation other than I don't want to be killed, which fine, but that and one visual about her parents getting sucked into a different dimension do not a character make for me so i was left a little bit cold on the american chavez stuff character looked great though and she was she was great in the movie this like it just i going forward i hope that uh sochi gets a little bit i'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce her name sochi gomez uh but i hope she gets uh, a lot more substance going forward particularly when they do this young avengers movie that they seem to be heading towards <laughs> right or, yep. yeah uh I, I i feel generally the same she was very much relegated to the role of the MacGuffin. um mm. 
I mean, it's a it's a living human object that everyone is after, basically. And, and uh, you know, our, our hero, Doctor Strange, basically needs to keep safe is what it basically boils down to. Um, I thought that she did fine given the material that she was given. But where I think I would have liked to see this character be introduced um, is if we had like uh, if this movie came out after a like second season of Marvel's What If? And have her basically be like the sort of watcher type character who is, um, you remember season three of Reboot, <laughs> where uh, they're just like going from system to system and dealing with the people who are there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that's kind of the vibe that I could see her getting into if we got like a Netflix series where it's like you know I'm in this universe solving problems. And I'm in this universe, you know, like uh, <laughs> like Kane from Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, except the universe instead of town to town. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, so I mean, like having a little bit more character before this movie, I think would have been helpful, um, because as far as character introductions go, she's basically introduced as someone who is running from monsters, uh, a monster that my uh, girlfriend uh, has dubbed Yikes Wazowski. Yikes Wazowski. <laughs> oh, uh, the, are you talking about Shimagura from the beginning? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, at I least I think that was supposed things, to be Shim- a giant eyeball tentacle man. Well, I, at least I think it's supposed to be Shimagorath, but Shimagorath like, is like huge in the uh, in the comic books. A lot of people are uh, are saying that that was her. I guess the internet's been naming that guy Gargantos or something like that. But okay, because Shimagorath, who that, like I was like cool, that's Shimagorath, but then he gets killed, and I'm like. All right, I guess they're not going to do Shimagurath, but maybe they are because the internet is apparently claiming that that's somebody named Gargantos. Because Shimagurath is like supposed to be the size; he's supposed to look look exactly like that, where it's a tentacle monster with an, a one single eye, but he's like the size of planets and shit. <laughs> right? Oh, okay, like okay. he's yeah, like he's he's a gigant. He's like he's similar to Starro in in a certain okay. way, but like it, more, except without the like mind manipulation powers. But like in terms of like this is a sea creature with one eye that is like a kaiju and lives in space right it, yeah. are the are the are the similar similarities they would say but yeah the internet has been carting that one uh, calling that one gargantos i guess so but like that's just what the internet says i was under the impression that that was shimagorath and i was like boy that's pretty dope that <laughs> that it's wong and uh uh that, that is Wong and Doctor Strange fighting Shimagorath after Doctor Strange did what to me was the do- second dopest part of the movie, which was him uh, getting the cloak of levitation out of his pocket because it was his pocket square for his wedding yep. outfit into the thing and then floating down. And we also got our first bit of a Ramiism with uh, him skewering the eyeball <laughs> and plucking it out. And I saw that and I was like, I, I thought to myself, whoa, I can't believe Raimi got away with that in a PG-13 movie. Little did I know that he was going to get <laughs> away with even more yeah. ridiculous things that we'll get to later <laughs> on in the movie. Yeah, that um, was the moment where I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, this is a Sam Raimi movie. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. I totally forgotten going in. Uh, and uh, it also was, um, you know, big Legend of Zelda energy for me. Like, you gotta shoot the giant eyeball. Come on, we yeah. got uh, yeah, the, the, the boat earlier in this dungeon. 
Yeah, very, very video game boss fighty, where you're like, obviously you aim for the eye. <laughs> like, it's a walking but, eye! But you're absolutely right where this movie starts with, like, you know, what the the guy that they're calling Defender Strange, like, in the alternate yes. universe, like, freezing yeah. some sort of giant mummy-type creature. And, yeah, yeah and they're, like, call, that, they're calling him Defender. After the Marvel logo, and then it cuts to, you know, a brief wedding scene, and then right back into another giant monster fight. And it's like, oh, okay, this movie's not going to slow down for fucking anybody. Yeah. That's that's uh, they're calling him Defender Strange on the internet because that's how uh, Doctor Strange looked when he joins the Defenders in the comic book with the black wow. robes and the ponytail. So uh, that's that seems to be the uh, so that's one of I believe four Doctor Stranges that we meet in this movie, and it's kind of weird that we only meet like because it's called the Multiverse of Madness. Because uh, f- full disclosure, I have been off of Twitter. Perm, not permanently, but basically I'm on a, a full Twitter slash social media hiatus until the NHL playoffs are over because I'm sweating the Colorado Avalanche right now and I just don't need the extra nonsense in my life with, with <laughs> you Twitter. You need to cut like, stress wherever you can. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Twitter Twitter is a very big force of that. So, so I haven't been fully immersed in the online buzz of this film. But what I have heard is people seem to be genuinely okay with the movie, but the two big bumps that they have seem to be they don't like what they did with Wanda in this one, and which I don't like what they did, and we'll get to that. And this one I'm less upset about, but because I can't tell, because again, because I'm not on social media right now, I can't tell if this is social media being... Uh, overly selfish with the fanboy isms right. right now where, where they're like, gimme, 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 gimme. But it seems like the buzz is they expected more from this film and they expected it to set up more. It, like I think people felt like they were going to come out of this movie knowing, okay, we know who the big bad is for phase four and five now. Oh, and we're, we're set up for this. And, and I, I, I maybe agree with that, but I'm just not as, uh, vitriolic about and like I'm like whatever we'll get there when we'll get there I guess because we're 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 in for the long haul with these movies that we seem and I want to get into uh, uh, phase four so far at the end of this podcast and whether or not we're we're in a little bit of a lull right now uh, Kev with the flicks but um, ultimately it seems like the yeah the internet is is a little bit upset that this movie didn't have as many. Basically, the, the two biggest problems they seem to have are that one is super selfish, and the super selfish problem is they wanted more out of this movie. They wanted everybody. They wanted uh, Wolverine. Yeah. They wanted this. They wanted that. And it's like, okay, well, you got some pretty good stuff that we'll get to later. But they also the, wanted The meme it. for me, this 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 uh, phase is like, you know, when are we going to get Mephisto? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, Yeah, it's it, it, we are doing a little bit of when are they going to get to the fireworks factory with this one. But it's mostly because yeah. we don't have a big bad right now. And which I get, but it's a valid point, but yeah, not yet. But they, but like, yeah, like have some scruples with, with it. Right. Um, that said, let's, let's talk about, I, cause I, I basically bumped into two really big things in this one. One was, so let's get into what we, we, we didn't like first. Let's do the, let's do the vegetables first, I guess. Sure. Uh, I did not like Wanda 
sole motivation being that she lost her imaginary children. Uh, that seemed very tropey and contrite to me. That the character is like that. That the strongest female character we have in this movie is, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess, baby crazy. Yeah, and... it's, it's, it's very much leaning into like the the mother bear trope. Yeah, it's um, it, it wasn't good. It, it wasn't so good. I didn't like I, it. I didn't love that either. And, and I'm I've come up against this uh, internally because I'm like I don't love that. That is basically the sole motivation of this character who is willing to uh, kill anyone in her path, including entire universes. Uh, to get to her kids, like that seems super contrived, and to also get to her imaginary kids, imaginary yes, kids, the, the right? kids that she invented that that yeah. Doctor Strange several times has been like, Wanda, you don't have kids. Yes, <laughs> like, she's like they uh, are real in different worlds, and it's like, but it, but I bump up against it because I think that Elizabeth Olsen gave an amazing performance in this sure movie. Sure did, she sure and, and, did. And, 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 like tour de force, like bravo. Like I thought WandaVision was extraordinary, and uh, you know, big fan. We've we've talked about that already and several times. Um, but for for it to basically result in this this performance of someone who is grappling with basically being broken inside with also, you know, being, you know, the world, the, the multiverse's greatest murderer is, is, is a very interesting take on a villain that we kind of haven't had so far. Like Marvel villains that we've had so far have been very like, they've always tried to put their sort of, um, what I call the JRPG villain motivation on them, which is like they have a mo- they have a reasonable thing that motivates them, but they take it way too far. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and, uh, and and that definitely happened here. And I agree with you when you say that it, you bumped up against uh, you know this mama bear trope being used to justify her being a murderer of you know as many people as it takes all of camertage all of the uh, illuminati like i mean we got some great fight scenes out of it for sure oh, but so many good ones uh and, and a great performance out of elizabeth Olsen. i want to make that clear i don't think this is her fault at all but no uh, the writing's a little weak yeah it's the, the writing is for sure weak and it's very much like you can tell uh oh god who who was the uh you could tell that michael waldron definitely was uh he he definitely was watching army of darkness before he uh, he, oh my god he, he sat down to put because there's a lot of army of darkness in this oh. one a lot of a lot right down right down to the 72 oldsmobile floating in uh sinister strange's universe where i was just like yes yeah no, there's a man who know that's yeah, a, there's a man. Sam movie. the car is always there <laughs> yeah there's a man who never forgets where he came from right um <laughs> Yeah, the, the, she was excellent, and, and part, this is the closest Marvel gets, because, you know, I mention this every time we do a fucking Marvel movie, pretty much, that Marvel, for the most part, has cracked the code with making good comic book movies by doing genre films just with people with superpowers in them, and this is, I guess, the closest we've got to a horror film, uh, as far as, uh, the MCU there there's it's it's far it's the most violent of the Marvel movies by a country mile uh, yep. it's more visceral than the Marvel movies and at a certain point Elizabeth Olsen is 
running down a hallway with no shoes on, blood on her face like Carrie, limping with the one leg like Jack and fucking Shining. Oh, I was going to say John McClane, the barefoot on the glass. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, but she's there. She's there. Bare, she's, but she, I mean, she's there, bare feet, blood in her face like Carrie, limping like Jack from goddamn, uh, you know, limping while chasing somebody and screaming like Jack from the goddamn Shining. And, yeah. and it was just across like, her face like Samara from the ring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she definitely got, bi- like, big Samara energy when she comes out of the, the mirror, right, with the body, like, cre- the bones, like, creaking and cracking. That was so, visually, everything. The, the sacking of Comer Taj was probably my favorite sequence in this entire, well, actually, that's not true. The music fight. The music note fight between. I was going to ask you about that. Being being a fan of that scene from Kung Fu Hustle as you are, I wonder yeah. if, that, if that got you. That, Danny Elfman jerking off all over that scene. Yeah, Danny Danny Elfman. Oh, he brought the Elfman in this one too. That honestly, that might be the number one. I'm, I was trying to think of best fight sequences in all of MCU history, and I'm it's it's definitely top five, and I'm I'm not sure if it's top one for me personally. The music note fight. Might be might be the top one fight sequence. It's, it's in the up there for me as well. Yeah, top top five easily, probably top three, maybe even top one for me. I'd I'd have to go ahead and figure it out. That was that was goddamn excellent. I, I was watching that going like this is awesome, right? Like <laughs> it, it was so good. Yeah, the second yeah, of that's one of those scenes where you don't want to blink. No, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, the second of Kamartage was excellent. The way they were able to like kind of divert her and. But she was able to figure out ways around it, and then, uh, you know, Wong was able to help them kind of get away, and then they trapped her in the mirror dimension, and she escaped her, and they're like, it's in the reflections and stuff, and like, you know, she, like, they're trying to cover up all the, the water. Yeah, can, can we just so briefly bad. talk about, is is Wong the hardest working man in the MCU? <laughs> Easily, right now. It's not even close. Because Absolutely he should have died, close. like, six times in that movie. He sure showed up. Like, uh, the fact that he was beat to hell, and then they're like, no, it doesn't matter if you're beat to hell, you and I are going to climb this mountain again. <laughs> like the mountain that no one's supposed to ever be able to get to and several people get to in the in the course of this movie <laughs> the second thing that i bumped into um was a very decent chunk of this movie hinges on the relationship between christine palmer and dr strange which mm. a we didn't get enough of in the first movie and going forward for it to truly matter in this right and add that to the fact that uh rachel mcadams and benedict cumberbatch have absolutely no chemistry just no chemistry I didn't whatsoever think so right right just no chemistry. that that that's that's i don't know if rachel mcadams is is done in the mcu and it's not her fault it's just they they had no chem- it just wasn't good they have no chemistry and i didn't buy a lot of uh what went on well, I wonder, yes. because I, I think she's a good actress. Um, oh, she's been nominated for an Oscar. Of course she's uh, a good actress. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, it, like, and maybe you can answer this question for me, because this is so often a thing that happens in Marvel that I'm not always aware of until it happens in a movie that I end up seeing. Um, does she have a bigger role in like the comics? Like, Does she become a, a heroine in her own right in any way? Much the same way as we like see... Like Pepper Potts become like Ironheart and stuff like that. No, or, you uh, met medic uh, or whatever. No, you met the uh, you met Charlize who showed up. She's more of a uh, she's way more of a Doctor Strange uh, female. Okay. Yeah, like Charlize. Charlize shows up. Couldn't have been on the set longer than five minutes. She's like, we're gonna do this in one take. Get the hell out of here. 
Yeah, right. I, I sat make up for three hours so that I she could. She shows be up. One dressed, minute. They, they got to fix that. They got to fix that Clea outfit that they gave her because she looked <laughs> like Sindel from fucking Mortal Kombat. And that they got to clean. They got to clean that. <laughs> that's, up. that's where I went to. <laughs> they got to clean that up going forward. But yeah, uh, so that's that, that's the mid credit scene. The mid the mid the mid credit scene is Charlize Theron shows up. Great to have Charlize Theron on board in the MCU. By the way, about fucking time. Probably should have happened like ten years ago. Uh, but. Not ten years she ago. She seems like, like she'd be game. Five, right? six years ago. Absolutely. The, the Furiosa herself shows up in the goddamn movie as Clea, who's Doctor Strange's uh, like on again, off again girlfriend slash wife. In the comics, she's also a sorcerer supreme, and depending on who's telling the story, she might be Dormammu's ne- uh, niece. For all we know. In, yeah, uh, the, the portal that they opened up looked like the Dark Universe. Yeah, absolutely, uh, so yeah. Absolutely, she opened it up to the Dark Dimension. But, like, that was... And <laughs> one of the worst mid-credit sequences, other than the fact that it was Charlize, like, so you're like, okay, it's Charlize, so we're, we're, oh, we're buying this now. and we're going for it. <laughs> it was so bad and so hacky. It was She's like, literally, Doctor Strange, you opened up a portal. <laughs> Come with me, or are you scared? <laughs> he's like, he's like no, worry, I'm my not. My scarf is my cloak, and I opened my third eye. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, what? That was bad, but it was like, whatever, Charlize is here as Clea. Uh, but as far as I can remember in the comics, I don't think Christine Palmer is is uh, particularly influential. Um, but, I mean, if they want to bring her back, because I, I did like uh, 838's version of her, even though I, I did not like that red wig she was wearing. And speak, we'll get to fucking wigs in this movie in a minute, because I got some <laughs> shit to say about what they did to Chiwetel Ejiofor in this one. My oh, fucking my God. God. <laughs> um, that, uh, the, the red wig that she had in that was kind of okay. I didn't really, I wasn't really digging it, but I did like this, the basic space suit that she was wearing. <laughs> like, the, no, speed suit. That's what Dr. Venture called it, right? She was wearing the speed suit. And Do you know what to, to me? Um, uh, she looked like because she was wearing like the blue lab coat and everything like that. It was a speed suit. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very reminiscent of like yeah the speed suit, but also like uh, like Doctor Crusher from the Next Generation. Yeah, very Star Trek, <laughs> super Star Trekky uh, during during the eight three eight sequence. Uh, that that was a lot of fun. That version of her was pretty good. The way she was like, you know, you don't have to. And she got to kill a goddamn, uh, she got to kill some demons or whatever they were, some ghosts or some demons with a, with a magical lamp. So that and was pretty cool. She got to kill the extras from, uh, uh, Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. She, she got to do that and that, and that was dope. But like the fact that like the, <laughs> the, the, the key that he's been carrying with him all along that leads to the gateway of where the Book of Ashanti is hidden from all, like, beings of the cosmos, and <laughs> right, is yep. the watch that she gave him. I was like, oh, come on now. I never bought – that was a uh, – that was a bad – that was a bad. I, I, that was a that was a complete conceit, and I was like, eh. especially because that watch was from another universe. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, but, hold on. Yeah, they just they just didn't set that up well enough. They didn't they didn't do enough in the relationship uh, between the two of them to for for us to buy that. But the line, the the bit where they kept writing it in that Doctor Strange blows it with her in literally every universe, <laughs> and then he says to her, "I love you in every universe." I was like, "Okay, that's a corny but decent yeah. line that you you did exactly. sort of you sort of work to that line in the third act in this one." So I'll, I'll I won't. Right. 
kill you. And then all Doctor Stranges and all universes are ultimately like egotistical uh, partners who who have to do everything themselves and never rely on anyone or uh, take anyone else's opinion into account. Which make yeah, which makes sense because Doctor Strange at heart is a fucking surgeon, and when you're a surgeon, you have to be able to detach yourself completely from emotions and stuff like that. Otherwise, you'd never be able to fucking operate on anybody when you got your life and people's lives in their hands like that, right? Like yeah, what I think is interesting, and then where I'm interested to see where his arc goes next, if anywhere, because I didn't really see an arc in this movie, is that despite the fact that that sort of brought up to him several times i didn't really see any growth away from that <laughs> no not at all yeah and like it's... and like that's what results in like oh you know at the end like you know despite everything i've set up for the last like hour and a half i'm gonna behave just like the doctor strange that you know black bolt had to kill and we'll get back to that mm-hmm. um and uh we're we're gonna talk about um you know i'm gonna use the dark hold even though i've said that no one ever should and it takes a heavy toll and I have versions of myself who have told me and shown me that that's the wrong thing to do. And it's like, I'm going to do it anyway, though, because I'm better, I guess. Like, it, it, it just it didn't work for me because it just seemed like a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like and the fact that it's like okay well we're gonna throw away like you know at the end like you know right before our credits start it shows him like collapse on the street and the third eye opens up and we're like oh fuck you know he's been corrupted the same way that you know uh, uh sinister strange has um but you know then in the mid credit scene charlie's there and shows up and and he's like don't worry it's cool i've got it and opens up his third eye like he's okay with it now yeah like, oh, okay so no consequences okay fine <laughs> and like they, they also brought the insane like danny elfman brought the during the, the thing when he opened the third eye opened up he brought the wow <laughs> guitar, yeah, guitar lick <laughs> just the total guitar like the con air guitar lick <laughs> it was like oh man uh <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was, it was very, very, it was certainly metal adjacent for sure. Um, yeah, I just have one more thing that I bumped into in this movie, and then we can just talk into, get into what we love. Talk about, about all the cool film. shit. Yeah, talk about all the cool shit. Uh, anything else you want to say that you, you were not necessarily a fan of for this flick? Um... You know, that's okay for me. Uh, the thing that I kind of bumped off of in the way that I don't think that they intended... Um, was that there's a lot of goofy shit in this movie, and it's because it's a Sam Raimi movie, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we like to sort of have this levity with our Marvel heroes as well. I get it. Um, but uh, it takes itself so seriously, and I kind of love that combo. <laughs> it works for me in some ways. It doesn't work for me in other ways. So when we got to the end of the movie... Uh, and we had some really cool uh, visuals with um, Undead Strange. <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, they put Benedict Cumberbatch in makeup for that, too, which is, again, Raimi being the full Raimi. Because it's oh, like, yeah. I, you know we could CG this, and he's like, fuck no, get in that chair, Benedict Cumberbatch. We're doing this. We're doing this up proper. You will be zombie strange with the makeup and the gash and the teeth yeah yeah and, and, stuff, but, right? and the thing that just made me like i'm not sure if they intended this or not but every time that they uh showed like 
decaying strange with like his jaw hanging out and you know trying to have a heartfelt conversation with america or wanda and it's just like you know hey this is my zombie voice and like you know my my entire arm is exposed bone and my jaw is about to fall off so good it just gave like you know it's big army of darkness energy with like the the cackling demons and stuff like that like the joke Mm -hmm. that i made afterwards was you know from like the animated aladdin movie where i'm like i can't bring people back from the dead yeah the pretty picture (laughs) yeah it's uh it's god it was great like i i i'm absolutely a lot of fun but like you you bump up against it because it's supposed to be this heartfelt moment and it's this you know (laughs) Falling off was... zombie delivering the line. <laughs> I thought that was so good, to be honest. I, I was, was like, laughing my ass off. I thought that was so good. That was that was full Raimi for sure. Uh, I just I can't get past the fact that they put put Julia Telegin for in that fucking wig, man. They had the the lace was showing in the fucking top half of the wig, yeah. and they put him in the dreadlocks. What the fuck I was are we doing say, here, If he was guys? on RuPaul's Drag Race, he would have been eliminated for that. Episode. What the hell are we doing here, guy? How how I don't know. It just we got to get Chewie to tell more juice because he needs to be able to say no to shit like that. Oh. <laughs> Even though he was like eight three eight Mordo, like oh my god, that was. Oh boy, yeah, boy, that was bad. That was bad. I I didn't get that. Um, so this is the multiverse of madness. So we go into a few universes, not as many as I think I would have liked. There's basically a montage of America, and it's a green screen montage of America and Benedict Cumberbatch basically transporting between you two universes, and as they go before they land in eight three eight. They basically just kind of, it shows them going through various cartoon phases. Yep, and... it's, it's, this, it's this movie's version of the Ancient One introduction in the first Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, exactly. A little bit where it's just like, it's it's visually pleasing. It looks gorgeous. We don't know truly what's happening, but it's them changing shape and bouncing from place to place and whatnot. And then they eventually land in 838. <laughs> I think I was paint. <laughs> yeah, but that's really it, right? Like we go to we, like 616, they officially name uh, the, like the, the MCU we've been watching up to date as earth 616 uh after the comic namesake uh we go to 838 and then we go to sinister strange's universe so there's not really a lot of multiverse in this movie we basically go to kind of two and a half places which is a tad disappointing but whatever um we spend enough time in 838 to meet uh the illuminati who they gave away in the super bowl promo uh for this film which i yes, didn't some, like but and... not all as it turns out yeah. yeah for sure for sure they gave away um they gave away peggy carter as uh, captain britain which was yep. dope they absolutely gave away charles xavier and patrick stewart who shows up it with the uh, yellow uh hover chair from the cartoon and the uh Oops. and the I, I don't like that i like that uh that that piece <laughs> yeah oh yeah that was great and when he came in uh danny elfman hit us with the little fan service <laughs> <riff of, laughs> that was absolutely absolutely brilliant um but then we get the bit but then the big ones that we don't know is we get to see uh um oh uh, uh lashana lynch uh shows up yep. as uh maria rambo monica as uh 
Maria Rambo, Captain Marvel. Yep. Uh, oh, God, what's his name? Ansel, Anson, Anson Mount. Mount. Yep. Anson Mount gets to return as Black Bolt uh, from the ill-fated Inhumans show that was canceled pretty much after two fucking episodes. I, I, I appreciated it because what I, I, I've been internally, like, and, and when I say internally, I mean, like, around the house, uh, referring to May 2022 as the month of Strange. Because we've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, we've got Anson Mount also reprising his role as Captain Pike in Star Trek Strange New Worlds. <laughs> and in a few weeks, we've got uh, Stranger Things Season 4. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. All happening in May. So, uh, and, 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 you know, the fact that basically I think that Strange New Worlds, like, the... the the pilot episode basically came out on the same day as this movie, also featuring Anson Mount as Captain Pike. Like, it's like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'm glad that this guy is getting his due finally. Like, he's he's a great actor, and I think that Black Bolt is a disservice to him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, and Black Bolt's a trash character. When you can't talk, too. like, I'm yeah. sorry, it's just not interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 trash, but like. <laughs> Uh, but obviously the big one that uh, they kept under wraps that we did not know about to the point where I'm pretty sure they did it in the reshoots. Uh, John K. <laughs> yeah, the Crackman, the Krasinski. The internet wins again. Krasinski shows up as Reed Richards. Now, yep. is he Reed Richards going forward? Probably only time not. will only time will tell on that one. Uh, the, but... the cynical part of my heart says that because they did it now in a cameo, they will not mm-hmm. do it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I I tend to lean on that one, but I mean, who who knows, man? Uh, yeah, fucking Krasinski might see those checks start coming in right the fuck away, you know, I, and be like, I think that huh. he was decent for the little bit that he got to do. Yeah, I mean, and he's doing he's doing a very different version of Reed Richards, where Reed Richards is kind of dad. He's dad Reed Richards. Yeah. He's not, he's good guy, dad scientist Reed Richards in this one, because Reed Richards in the comic books, uh, kind of a dick, kind of a huge dick actually. Um, Did they go into that in Venture Brothers as well? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, he's he's. <laughs> Yeah, kind of a huge dick, and uh, decidedly on Batman in this one. Just, uh, just a, a a heaping amount of not Batman energy from the way he approached the Wanda situation, uh, thus letting us know that uh, I mean, I mean, the internet likes to rag on on Batman, uh, or at least if the people who hate Batman on the internet uh, like to rag on him, and you know, hashtag Bat privilege and all that type of garbage, and uh, sure. but like. When the uh, when the the witch with ultimate power, when the Scarlet Witch with the ultimate powers is bearing down on you with her reality warping abilities, you don't want Superman in that moment. You want the Batman who's gonna yeah, figure correct. who's gonna figure shit out in that moment. I'm, like, right? I'm gonna stretch for one second of CG slightly, yeah. barely and see it, and then I'm gonna unravel like a paper shredder. She's gonna cheese string me like no, they cheese string my boy, man. Oh, it was it was it was bad. Um, watching her take out the, the the Illuminati get introduced and get killed immediately. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and some more good than others. Like I mean, doing Black the Bull thing, doing I... the Matrix where it's like I'm gonna. How can you speak when you have no mouth? Yeah, what good is a mouth when you can't speak? I can't believe they fucking got away with that in a PG-13 movie. Marvel must have flexed some muscle with the. Uh, 
the BS and P or whatever in that in order to get the in order to get this a PG thirteen movie because I could not believe her magicking away his mouth and then Black Bolt whispering inside his own dome and exploding his and, head and like this muffled boom where as his brain collapses. Brain <laughs> is leaking out of his ears and <laughs> eyes as he keels over. Yeah, and, like, that was one of those moments where you're like, "Whoa!" in the movie theater. Like, yeah. I literally was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I literally was like, "I could not believe they fucking got away with that in a PG-13 movie." And then not two minutes later. Yep. She fucking bisects Captain Carter with her own shield, and then they yep. show blood and guts and shit, and little pieces of flesh and chunk. Yeah, she's cutting. Dripping out. off the goddamn shield that's chunked into the wall. I was like, holy fuck! They couldn't. And no. then that I, I, I did the... very much like the Professor X sequence, though. Of you yeah, know, he's not in the wheelchair. He's in her mind. He's gonna pull her out of the rubble. Yeah. <laughs> although I was like. No, come on. He can kill her with his mind. <laughs> like the, yeah, my, yeah, exactly. My boy Professor X is not going out that... Yeah, he's not going out that early. And Carly, my wife, mentioned something coming out of the movie, too. Because that was actually a really cool sequence, too. Visually stunning. Yes. When Charles Xavier... comes in. Yeah, is walking through the walking through her mind, and then the real Wanda, the eight three eight Wanda, who six one six Wanda has dream walked. I believe was the word the 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 phrase that they uh, came up for uh, this in, into her body in order to take it over across dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, she's trapped under the rubble, and they make the rubble look like the Sokovia rubble that she was trapped in. Yep. That's a nice yep. callback. Yep, for and sure. he's like, if I can pull you out, maybe we can break the thing. <laughs> uh, that was kind of fun. Car- uh, Carly pointed out, and I couldn't believe I missed this. Carly pointed out, coming out of that, that that was a golden opportunity miss to at least hint at Magneto, right? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, Just that's a good point. Something that I I completely missed, and she was like, "Oh, I thought they were going to mention Magneto or something." Like Professor X was just going to walk around, and he would like there would just be flashes, and maybe we'd get like a little Ian McKellen, like you know, like for for two yeah, seconds or, or Fassbender or it's something. Interesting. Right? That's a, that's a great point. You're right, and I just I felt like that was a missed opportunity because like they just keep teasing the mutants, and that would have been a good way to tease to tease uh, something, uh, right? Because. Um, I mean, we fucking went to Mount Wondegore in this movie, right? So it's not like they're not aware. Like, we go to Mount Wondegore where Wanda and Pietro are raised in the comic books, home of the High Evolutionary. And, oh, okay, okay. And their cow mother. <laughs> like, uh, the... It, it just... It, it, it just, like, it, 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 that was the one thing I was like, oh, that was the one thing where I got, I like, my fanboy got a little greedy there after Carly mentioned that to me. But, like, in the moment, I completely, I got to say, I'm, of the relationship, I'm the seasoned comic book veteran in this one. And she's, while she loves comic books, she's along for the ride when it comes to this stuff. Although she loves her some Doctor Strange because she's big into Harry Potter. She loves magic and mysticism. In D&D sure, parlance, sure. she would be the wizard of the party for sure. Um, so strange is her favorite, but when, uh, Xavier went in there and then we were out of the movie, she's like, I thought they'd mentioned Magneto when Xavier was in her mind. And I was like, Oh my God, you're right. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> right? like opportunity. Was, yeah. Like they, just a, a tease or something like have his helmet sitting there or something. Right. Like it just like, I, I don't know, that might've been, uh, might, it, it could have been I mean, something. that's piling fan service on fan service for sure. Fair. But for sure. Fan, but like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I certainly would, I certainly would have loved it, but it, uh, it definitely was like, but like, yeah, they, I mean, we got the Illuminati, even though they were quickly dispatched in, in this, uh, 
man, that was, but like, just I do appreciate how much it's just like, nah, we got it. Oh, your little witch is coming. <laughs> and then just immediately yeah. killed. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she's going to kill you all. Although I was like, the only one I was like, yeah, Xavier's the only one who could potentially stop her because he can kill her with his mind. But like, that's it, right? Well, yeah, when <laughs> like, he showed up and was like, enough, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, here we go. This will slow her down. And that was kind of one of the things that I didn't like. If we can go back to the Wanda thing. That this character, and I mean, I guess they kind of they kind of put it away with the line where she says, uh, you know, this is me being reasonable. But, like, there isn't really any moment. She's just at 11 the whole time, right? Yeah. There's no, there's no moment where she, like, even... She's on a rampage. Yeah, she, absolutely. Rampage! <laughs> there's, there's no moment where she, like... And that's just not in what we... What we've known about this character, right? Is that, like... It, that she didn't really stop to think about it. I mean, she kind of sort of did when she first phases into eight or dream walks, if you will, into eight, three, eight's body and her kids are there. And she's like, I'm going to go outside or whatever. And it's just like, eh, it's not great there. Right. Cause like her, cause her goal is technically, I mean, it's not great, but her goal is technically met at that point. Right. When she, yep. when she phases into Wanda eight, three, eight's body, she has control of her mind, and her children are there singing that stupid ice cream oh song to her, whatever the fuck that that went on. That <laughs> scene, went on, way, scene. <laughs> went on way too way too fucking long, way too fucking long. Um, it's like you have everything you want right now. Just stop, <laughs> right? Like like this is this yeah. Is what you they need they kind right of explain it away, which is like you know, what if one of them gets sick? There's a cure in a different universe, a hundred percent. And yeah. so I need America's power no matter what, just to keep I, my kids alive for through anything. I guess I'll uh, I guess I'll buy that, but it, it just it's it, greedy as fuck for sure. Yeah, flimsy. Like, that's who this character is now apparently. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that like there's a Billy and Tommy in every. Uh, th- this is just th- th- to me. This is the the wildest. You're you're asking too much of me if you're asking me to buy this. There's a Billy and Tommy in every multiverse, but there's no Vision. Vision's just completely skipped over in this flick. We don't even get that weird white right. version and, of him. And that... There's a there's a mention of the fact that America is the only America, and yeah. they just they do nothing with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. That that saying yeah, there's there's a billion Tommy in every every universe, but there's no vision. That's you, you're simply asking too much uh, for me to I- I expend my belief in that. That that yeah, was if they had tough. if they had Paul Bettany in here as a human, like in yeah. this Westview version of the eight uh, eight four eight eight three yeah eight three eight sorry eight three eight uh, Wanda's Not life totally actually there, but that would make a lot of sense to me, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. If he was just yeah a human Paul, if Bittany he's just a and... dude who ends up getting like you know he gets killed in the crossfire, and there's this moment where like you know six one six Wanda's like oh fuck I did it again or something like that. Yeah, but the, yeah, know? there's got to be there's got he 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 has to be in this movie. He has to be. It doesn't make sense. And then there has to be like something has to go wrong in order for Wanda. To keep to keep it going, I guess, but it, it just, yeah, it, it that that was that was too much of a stretch for me. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit too much stretching, which is funny because it's a movie with uh, where we finally get to see the, uh, old Martin Richards himself. But it just you're asking us to believe a lot, and this was the first one. This is the first MCU movie where they've asked us to. 
okay, you you need to watch. Now, you can anybody who didn't watch WandaVision can pick up on it with context clues, I would imagine, right? Like, you, you don't need to be like... Um, like you could figure it out, is what I'm saying. Like, like any 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 person with a yeah, modicum yeah. of my, my Jenny hasn't watched out. WandaVision, but she got the idea, right? <laughs> exactly, right. Like she didn't see WandaVision, but that's so. There's an example right there. Jenny didn't watch WandaVision, but she's watched enough movies and TV to be like, okay, I understand what's going on here. Yeah, right? I understand. Like, the wedge. They explain enough about you know, here's Wanda. She's the Scarlet yeah. Witch. This is her motivation, etc. <laughs> yeah, but this is the first one. This is the first time in the MCU movies where they've asked it. It's like okay you need to be watching those Disney Plus shows. This is the first time that has occurred, yeah. which, for better or for worse, is now officially something, right? Like, um, yeah, I just... The visuals and the fight scenes in this, I can't stress enough how fucking gorgeous they were. Like, just... When, when she does the... I mentioned it earlier. When she does the, the ring girl, like, arms... Yep like skeleton body cracking it all back into position oh, walk through the, the reflections yeah walk through the reflections fucking gorgeous her sacking carmitage the the uh the scenes up at mount wondergore were great uh the we mentioned the, the the music note fight sequence is one of the best scenes in the history of the mcu the yep. the um the fight with uh what i'm being told is baby shimagarath i guess was <laughs> Yeah, it, gorgeous, this is what right? I mean like, when I said at the beginning of this podcast that this movie feels like a, a roller coaster ride. Where mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, there has been so much wild shit that's happened that I'm like, man, can you remember at the beginning of this movie when a giant eyeball monster attacked and like that's the least exciting thing that happened? <laughs> yeah, right. Like it was, but like the zombie strange stuff at the end, fucking great. It, it, yep. it was just. Um, it's a fun movie. I don't. I don't know if it's particularly well written as goes like the MCU as an ongoing sort of chapter based um, anthology. Let's call it. Um, but I will very much enjoy watching this movie. You know, while under the influence of something or another, or on like a lazy Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you know, like uh, does it crack the top five for me? I mean, we can start getting into ratings and stuff like that. Um, no, this one is nowhere near my top. Five. No, I, I agree. I don't think so. Um, do I think it is uh, better than the original Doctor Strange? Um, you I have would, to ask I, me a couple I, weeks from now, honestly. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think so. I think so, specifically because now maybe this is my uh, ADHD coming in. But Doctor Strange is a little slow going because, uh, but you got to do that in the first one because you got to create this because Doctor Strange is such a comic book, comic book. Yeah, that you've got to make it so that mainstream people can it, like that, that the the for lack of a better term casuals, uh, which uh, sounds um, patronizing, but I don't mean it to be. Um, oh, it's fair. But but like it, they get they got to learn who Doctor Strange is. So at, at this point, we're so deep in the MCU that when you go back and you watch the origin movies, when it's there's like, an origin the, story, exactly. Yeah, the first act, you're like, oh man, I don't want to watch him wait to do the magic, right? So, but <laughs> in this one, magic. you don't have to. Yeah, in this one, you don't have to wait for fucking anything. They're running through the goddamn void <laughs> to try yeah. to get to the Book of Ashanti at the beginning of this movie, and and then gets it, to, and then fucking America Chavez opens up a star-shaped portal to another dimension. Shit is happening off the jump in this movie. Um... For two sure. questions. Two questions, and then we'll we'll move on to, to ranking our, our phase four. Um, does it feel like 
Uh, does it feel to you so far like they're setting uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange up to be the uh, main guy, the connective tissue, the glue, if you will, of the phases going forward in absence of RDJ? Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I've mentioned it before. I think I mentioned it a year ago. Uh, where it very much feels like because everything... Well, it, it felt like a lot was leading up to this movie in particular. Um, we had WandaVision, we had Loki, we had Spider-Man. Uh, you know, everything that has sort of led into this sort of multiversal thing that they were going to start doing. Um, and they have used that to sort of introduce a lot of cameos, at least so far. And it feels very focus groupy to me. But it does feel like this was sort of a centerpiece movie for them. And uh, what I'm curious about, considering that we didn't have a lot of long-lasting implications at the end of this movie, like it, like you mentioned at the top, it didn't uh, set up a lot of like Phase 4 um, primary villains or anything like that. Yeah, there's, there's no, no Kang in this one, no... Yes, so what I'm looking for is where that's going to show up, if not this. So it... it, it, it to answer your question, does it feel like Doctor Strange is being sort of uh, being made to be like a top three Avenger going forward? Kind of, but I don't know where Phase Four is going really. And until I see where that's happening, I, I don't know that I'll be able to answer that question. Um, what sort of happened? I, I wanted to sort of bring this up, and and I'll I'll sort of bring it up quickly before we get to your second question, <laughs> is that uh, you like me uh, have been avoiding trailers going forward, but probably like me, you were subjected. I noticed to the, the flaw. Trailer. I noticed the flaw in my plan as I sat down. You know, I realized the flaw in my plan oh, as right. I sat down for Doctor Sh- uh, Strange: Multiverse yeah. of Madness, and they dropped the Thor. Uh, yes, exactly. Oh my God, trailer on me. <laughs> I can avoid this yeah. now. <laughs> I noticed two things. One, yeah. uh, well, obviously the the end hit of. I mean, I knew this was coming because they brought back uh, uh, Natalie Portman, but we saw Jane as Lady Thor or just yep. Thor, Mighty. but uh, yeah, Mighty Thor, um, which I was upset because I wanted to wait to the movie for that moment. Uh, but I also noticed uh, Zeus. And the Greek gods uh, were in a sequence there. Uh, Did you catch that in the thing? I did catch Um, that. (laughs) I'm just going to float out my theory on that. Um, They're not going to be long. Uh, uh, In fact, we should place an over-under on whether or not uh, the Greek gods show... uh, Whether or not the Greek gods uh, last longer in a fight than the Illuminati did in this one. uh, Because... I have a feeling that uh, my boy, Christian Bale, Gore the God Butcher, in order to establish his credentials, uh, we're going to see the Greeks yeah, the Greek gods on top of Mount Olympus, and Gore the God Butcher, uh, like Kratos before him, is going to come through <laughs> and just uh, murder in one fell swoop all of the Greek pantheon so that's that's yeah no that's totally reasonable uh i will uh i will 100 percent try to remember that uh that bet yeah (laughs) over under and we'll see what we were looking like you know in july or whenever thor comes out yeah so i was i was a little i was a little upset realizing i i have now realized the flaw in my plan i i do notice that some people are 
there's there's there are some people I've seen who stand in the hallway before the movie starts because they don't want to see the trailers. That's a bit far for me. I don't. I yeah, don't know I, yeah. Gonna, that's a bit much for me. I don't know if I'm going to take it that. Yeah, far. My, um, my plan is not to go out of my way to watch trailers. But if I'm in a movie theater mm-hmm. already and a trailer plays before me, I'm not going to like mm-hmm. close my eyes and, and plug my ears. <laughs> mm-hmm. At a at a ten multiverses, how many are you giving this one? Uh, this one I think is a solid like seven for me. It's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff that I'm gonna want to watch again. Um, even if I'm doing it like um clips on YouTube, like let's watch that Comertage sequence again. Let's watch that mm-hmm. Illuminati eradication again. <laughs> yeah. Um, stuff like that. You know the the music fight that you were mentioning. Uh, you know there's a lot of great set pieces in this movie. Um, and I I particularly love the visuals that surrounded the the uh, establishment of uh, Zombie Strange. I thought that that was a, a beautiful sequence when he's on top of the mountain wrestling those uh, demons, and he ends up making like the sort of mandala out of them. Uh, thought that was really cool. Um, that, you know, is it going to be? You know, I need to super pay attention to all the details of the of the plot. No, not really. It's it's a lot of great set pieces uh loosely assembled into a film for me <laughs> the yeah seven for me too solid solid seven for me uh last thing i want to do before i get out of here i want us to rank the f- five movies that comprise the phase four of marvel cinematic movies so far uh let me give you the a lot uh, of highs and lows as i recall <laughs> yeah let me give you the five we got so far black widow shang chi and the legend of the ten rings eternals spider-man no way home doctor strange and the multiverse of madness who you got one to five there one to five okay uh one being so... the best in this scenario okay uh spider-man's the best mm-hmm. uh i would say Ooh. Who's number two? It's it's two number two and three is is depending on the day at this point and 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 Doctor Strange being super fresh in my mind, it's hard to say. But either Shang Chi or Doctor Strange, two or three, mm-hmm. uh, and then I would say that uh, probably Black Widow edges out Eternals for me, and that's a tough call as well for four and five. <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm around the same. I got I I got Spider Man No Way Home one. Then I got a... Far and away, um, big distance between one and two, I would say. A monstrous gap, and then probably Shang-Chi 2, although that movie falls apart in the third act. Then probably Doctor Strange 3. Then a massive gap, where I got Black Widow at four. Then an extremely monstrous gap between Black Widow and Eternals to where yeah. Eternals is number five. Eternals was hot garbage. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, where does where does Eternals sit with like Thor: Dark World for you? <laughs> oh, I would watch Thor: Dark World ten times over before I would watch. Uh, I I Eternals tend to again. agree. Sure. Thor: Dark Thor: Dark World at least has two pretty strong sequences. I think, despite the fact it's not great, the sacking of um, Asgard. The sacking of Asgard is pretty fun, and the third act when they're hopping around through, like, yeah, when, when Mjolnir is going through like the different portals and stuff like portals, that. Yeah, when they're hopping through the portals and stuff at the end, that that yeah. stuff is a lot That's of fun. fun. Everything we do to get to those places is <laughs> not great and flimsy, but I Eternals is like. I, I got I got nothing. I got nothing for that movie. I, I can't think of a single performance moment or anything. And I'm and I'm the person who I I'm struggling to remember because I've always said that you can't 
if you can't find at least one thing you like about like just pick a movie you any fucking movie that's out there even if it's the biggest piece of shit you've ever seen in your life if you can't find one goddamn thing you like about it it's you're probably a miserable fucking person right and i'm i know when we did the eternals podcast that i had something nice to say about the movie but for the life of me i can't think of what it, what it was right now because <laughs> i'm just, right there with you honestly like i honestly it wasn't like i mean i didn't give it a zero out of ten but yeah i honest to goodness because it's just on it's the only one i've never rewatched the second it was on disney plus yeah and they put it up there and i was just like sat there stared at it said okay some people on the internet claim this is good and that like to, to, uh, it, the, the Eternals is their uh, BVS, I guess, where the people who love it are just so like, are they're very like, well, you just Not don't hard, get yeah. it. Yeah, they're just well, you just don't get it, right? Uh, but I, uh, I, I was like, all right, let me try to turn Eternals on. It opens with a fucking crawl, like a, a crawl to explain <laughs> what the Eternals are, Kevin. And I'm like, no, I'm out of here. Fuck you. I'm done. <laughs> So like I like I the couldn't even get past <laughs> yeah I couldn't even get past that opening crawl I'm like I'm out of here I'm done Eternals was fucking terrible, um, but I read off those list of names there Kev Black Widow Eternals Shang Chi Spider Man Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness with the exception of Spider Man is the MCU are they in a little bit of a slump right now Kev? It seems like it, and it feels like we need more direction than we have, because it's difficult, right? Because we, there's a lot that's happened in Phase 4. Um, we're talking about the movies, and like we're saying, we, we love one out of five of them. Um, two out of five are okay, or to, to good. Mm-hmm. Um, and two we think are kind of trash, and I would probably skip in a yeah. rewatch. Um, but, like... I have liked most of the Netflix or the uh, Disney Plus series that have come out so far. Like I, I had have no issue with any of those, uh, including Hawkeye, which I was surprised by. <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye. Had some, uh, so some it's it's like okay, well, is is are we just expecting you know the MCU to be the same as it has been for the first ten years for the next ten years? And the answer is no, it's not gonna be. Um, so so maybe we need to uh, be putting you know our, our eggs in a different basket, so to speak, and and maybe that's where I'm gonna leave it for now. Because um, I've got I've got I mean this is a whole other conversation, and maybe you and I can talk about this on the podcast sometime soon. I've got feelings about Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if you want to do but, a Moon Knight uh, one, we can do a Moon Knight one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've got uh, ups and downs on that, to be honest. But, uh, you know, uh, we, we've had good stuff come out. It just hasn't necessarily been in feature film. Mm-hmm. We just so, had no... Uh, yeah. I, I need a little bit more direction, I think. And, and and hopefully Thor can get us there. Yeah, we just... We have no driving force right now. It's the main problem. We have no, we have no big baddie. We have no... Uh, we have no Thanos to go for. Because, like, Phase 1 was about establishing the Avengers, right? And then yeah. phase two was about establishing. And then it ended with establishing Thanos as a villain. Yeah. And, and then phase two is about setting up the infinity stones fully. And then phase three is about uh, the infinity stones slash let's get to fighting Thanos. And then, yeah. And we're sitting here right now in phase four. We think it's going to be Kang the Conqueror. Like we don't know. Like there's, there's like Kang the Conqueror and some multiverse stuff that they, they're hinting at, but they're not really fully 
given yeah. us right now. And, well, then... and Loki was almost a year ago where they introduced him, mm-hmm. and not a not a whiff since. Not in yeah. What If, not in any of these multiversal movies that we sort of had come up since. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we need at least like a, a, a PSing or something to sort of be like, hey, remember this guy? He's still a concern. Yeah. And we haven't like... had it. And I'm, I'm hoping Thor is the opportunity. I don't I remember, remember what, if he's if he's in that, but I'm I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I remember what the best part of Eternals was. It was fucking Harry Styles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there it was. It was goddamn Harry Styles in the post credit sequence. Uh. So yeah, that's uh. Anything else you want to? Yeah. I just the the one nitpick I would have with Phase Four so far is we gotta do something to establish where we're headed here. Otherwise, this this is where, where we talk about the comic book fatigue that could eventually come. Yep. Uh, that people have been talking about for close to seven <laughs> years now, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem to be happening. These movies are still making bank. Thor, Doctor Strange did uh, made absolute bank. It's like the seventh highest, like Multiverse of Madness is like the seventh highest, seventh highest weekend opening ever, which yeah. is ever, which is mind boggling. And there was a ton um, of buildup, so I totally get why. Yeah. Like it, it's, but to me, like the final thought that I have on it is, it's very much like the fast food entry into the MCU recently, which is I love to eat it, <laughs> it but ultimately, is it um, you know going to have the substance that I require? Not really. Yeah, it's not, uh, not I, I'm very much looking worse. forward to watching it again when it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to say about Doctor Strange uh, MOM before we get out of here? Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. I think that's it. All right. Uh, that is it for this podcast, Crossover Podcast, available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, uh, and pretty much any other podcatcher you might uh, be listening to or using. Uh, please uh, leave us a review on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. So that is it for this for a while, uh, for this week. Uh, we might be back early next week with Craig on the other side talking about round two in the National Hockey League once we know what the matchups are. Uh, as we record this, the Leafs are half a period away from advancing to the second round for the uh, first time in almost 18 years, so we'll see if that holds up. <laughs> uh, hopefully I didn't just jinx the Leafs fans there. Uh, but... Yeah, the uh, so that is it with that. If uh, we don't have anything in the future, I I foresee a Moon Knight podcast for you and me, maybe. And then uh, there's, oh, yeah. uh, you know, we got some stuff coming up. We got uh, the next one is Thor: Love and Thunder, which isn't for a month and a half there, or uh, well, around two months. We're about two months away from Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, a little less than two months away from Thor: Love and Thunder. And uh, yeah, I guess we got Obi Wan. Uh, coming up soon to keep us uh, satiated as far as uh, nerd stuff goes and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, Uh, we'll be fine. We'll we'll have stuff coming up. Uh, Anyway, that is it. Thank you for listening. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.